Welcome to the Real Estate 401k Show. Here are your hosts, Ryan Gertis, Mike Weinstein, and Justin Frederick, helping you build a legacy of wealth through real estate. Powered by the Recon Group at West USA and the Frederick team with Fairway Mortgage. NMLS number 625918. This is the Real Estate 401k Show. I'm your host, Mike Weinstein, alongside my co-host for the day, Justin Frederick. Um, We want you to text the word BOOMER to 623-AZ-RECON. That's BOOMER to 623-AZ-RECON. You're going to want to have a conversation with us, and you're going to want to have a conversation with one of our real estate wealth managers. Justin, we've spent so much time over the last couple years, especially since COVID, talking about inventory. It's always about inventory, inventory, inventory. Inventory is low. Supply is still high. A lot of first-time home buyers are getting priced out of the market. The question is, is why? Where are all the homes going? Because you, you drive around Maricopa County, you drive around Phoenix, you see a lot of construction. You see a lot of wood going up. You can now drive for an hour and a half from one end of the valley to the other end of the valley and, and just see nothing but homes and so it doesn't compute. So where are all the homes going? Well, apparently, uh, the majority of the homes are, well, they're being purchased by baby boomers. Those uh, that um, born between, four, I think it's 46 and 1964. Uh, they account for 30, not between years 21 and 2022, they accounted for 39% of of all home purchases. That, that's a huge number. It's a huge, huge number. Huge number just for 18 years of individuals. Uh, that's a that's a shocking number to me. Shocking. Uh, um, but, I'm, I mean, looking from our transactions, that, that sounds completely accurate. Um, and look at what they're doing. They're, they're investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that's and my that's, point. Yeah, that's easy to see. It's not. It's not like the, it's not like baby boomers are now going out buying their first home. Right. They're investing and they're, they're they're buying up as many homes as they can. They're looking at real property uh, for their investments. It looks like they're they've probably. I mean, from that from that age group, they've they've seen crazy uh, um, stock market uh, times. They've seen crazy housing market times, but it looks like they're putting their money into something that they can see because they've probably learned over that period of time that that's the mm-hmm. right investment. And that's the point that I was getting to. But before I do that, for some people, they might go, oh, well, 39% of all home buyers are, are, rep- are represented by baby boomers. Maybe it doesn't seem like that high of a number. The other thing we haven't talked about in a long time, and and I don't know the stat. Um, it, it's been a while since I've looked it up. So you got thirty nine percent of home buyers between twenty one and twenty two. I'm sorry, between twenty one and twenty two were baby boomers. We have, especially here in Arizona and Maricopa County, a large number of homes being purchased by just strictly investment groups, hedge funds. And, and so forth. They make up a good number of buyers. And so therefore, there's not a lot 
left over for you know for the millennials and and you know I don't even know what the, the Gen next, X the Gen, the Gen X is Z, and I don't even yeah. know what I am anymore right you know um, and so there's just there's not You're a lot a boomer. I'm a boomer there's a, I'm not a boomer there's there's just there's just not a lot of left over and and not trying to scare anyone but it's just putting things into perspective of this is why first time home buyers or younger buyers are having such a hard time. And I love your point because, you know, you, you, you can't say that the market is bad because people are buying homes. If the market was truly bad and if we were heading for a market crash, I'm telling you, we wouldn't be selling homes. People wouldn't be buying homes. So the question is not is the market going to crash or when is the market going to crash? The question is, is who's buying all the homes and should I learn something from them and should I take a lesson from them? Especially investors that are buying the homes. If, if investors stop buying homes, you, then that's when you start questioning things. But when investors are out there purchasing properties, like, like we've said, they do their research. They, they understand the market. They, they're, it's not us just selling you something. They're doing it because they're in it to make money. That's what investments are. They're there to make money, and they understand the market. They've done their homework. They, they've, they've looked at uh, what is this area going to bring me in s- this amount of time? What am I going to be able to do to increase my, my portfolio of wealth, right? Um, so I agree. And and. To your point, what what I want to say to the first-time home buyers out there or somebody that's renting, um, yes, it may be uncomfortable to buy your first home because where interest rates are or the amount of money that you have to take out of your, your investment or your savings account in order to purchase it. But I promise you, once you actually make that move, you're going to feel comfortable and you're going to understand what you're doing. If you get two, three years into owning a home and you see what that value's done and that your, your, your payments haven't increased because you're on a 30-year fixed mortgage, you know? You're not, you're not, you're not riding the rental wave mm-hmm. of, of what rent demands are bringing in because your investors are going to continue to increase that rent in order to have their property perform at what market value is bringing, right? Um, it's just like being an investor. Investor, The first house that I bought as an investment property, I was very uncomfortable. I, I, I was putting down 25%. I was like, man, that's a lot of money. And I'm really not going to bring in that much uh, rent uh, over what my monthly liability was. But the moment that I did it and, mm-hmm. and now that payment's just made for me every month and I get a little bit of change in my pocket. And some of my properties, I don't get... Uh, well, since I, you got all this leftover change, I guess you're paying for golf today, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but it was a step I had to take. Uh, you have to, you know, to grow, you got to be uncomfortable. All right, if you uh, are looking to take advantage of the market or at the very least just have a conversation with one of our real estate wealth managers... All you got to do is text the word BOOMER to 623-AZ-RECON. That's BOOMER to 623-AZ-RECON. You bring up, man, I could just bring a lot of interesting points there, Justin. One of the things, it, it is, 
a vicious cycle. Part of this article that we're reading is, you know, going back to baby boomers, we mentioned that they represent 39% of the buyer market between 2021 and 2022. But, but to your point is they're buying to make money. They are now taking advantage of the younger generations. And between 2021 and 2022, boomers represented 40 or 53% of all sellers. So it becomes a vicious cycle. I remember my very first home I ever bought, I think I, it was like $87,500 in 1998. And I look back and go, man, I wish I would have bought five of those or 10 of those. Or some people look back and go, man, I wish I would have gotten to the game when home prices were X. Now they're Y and they're just too much money. Home prices will continue to go up. So if my $87,500 home back then is now worth $400,000 and I could look at it and go, oh my gosh, I would never pay $400,000 for a home because it used to be $87,500. If you wait another 10, 15 years, that $400,000 home is going to be $550,000. Home prices are just going to continue to go up. You can't necessarily look in the past you have to seize the moment. You have to take advantage of being of what is in front of you because if you buy real estate, you will make money on it. Yeah, and I, and I just want to say, I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Get into it. You 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 can't go back in time, just like you're saying. But if you're if you're going to be one of those people that are like, okay, well the the rates today, I I, I had many of these in 2019. I would say. The rate is 3.875. I'm just waiting for the rates to get 2.99. Oh, my gosh. You always find a reason not to do it. But, okay, let's talk about 87000 All right. So what did you have to put down? Three grand? Bro, this was in 1998. I, I'm going to assume it was 3.5% FHA. Sure. I don't. So I don't. Re- I wasn't. I, didn't, I wasn't in real estate at okay. the time. I just bought a house yeah. because my broker, who was a kind of like a real estate wealth manager, he's like, "Don't rent. You right. got to go out and buy a house." So let's talk about this. So let's just assume it was three thousand dollars. Let's say four thousand dollars. Okay. Well, you could have been paying somebody else's mortgage. You you put it cost you four thousand dollars. Let's say you still own the home today. And it's worth four hundred thousand, so three hundred and thirteen thousand dollars of equity that you just made by just living there. Even if you didn't fix a damn thing in the house, it would still probably be worth. Bro, it was it was a racket I had going. Yeah, it was. um, I think my mortgage payment was. And for those of you crying about interest rates, my mortgage my rate was somewhere in the high sevens. Okay, at that time. So okay, put things into perspective. Okay, um, so don't cry about interest rates. Okay, the interest rate is just one of the numbers, and I'm glad I got into the game. But my mortgage payment was somewhere around nine hundred dollars. I had two roommates, each paying four hundred and four hundred fifty dollars a month. I was think I was out of pocket every single month a hundred bucks. It was on the golf course, <laughs> dude. It was, it just was. It was. The way to go. And if you're thinking about interest rates, okay, let's 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 talk about that. So you're a high sevens. Let's just say you're seven and three quarters, right? In that period of time between then and now, you've seen we've seen thirty year fixes below two percent in that period of time. And we've also seen interest rates go above eight percent in that period of time. So there's there's opportunities 
to reduce that interest rate in that period of time um, to save more money. But one thing that we know, although the rates have fluctuated, that value is just continued to it rise. Yeah, there's, there's, there's hills and valleys, but it always goes up. All right. If you're interested in learning more about the real estate market and getting into the game, all you got to do is text the word BOOMER to 623-AZ-RECON. That's BOOMER to 623-AZ-RECON. I, uh, you know, and, and God rest his soul, Mark Arns was my agent at the time. And, and when I got my real estate license, you know, four or five years later, he was my broker. Or he wasn't the broker. He was the owner of, of the company. And, you know, I don't, I don't think about it often enough. But he changed my life. He changed my trajectory. Because we were going to lunch one day. He picked me up. We were going to lunch. And he was larger than life. He was like uh, between, he was a cross between John Candy and, um, oh God, I can't remember the name of the other guy. He was just, you know, he, he, wore, these, uh, he wore these cut-off tuxedo shirts. He drove around in a black stretch limo. <laughs> I mean, th- he. I mean, yeah, he lived he, the life the way he wanted to. Uh, Chris Farley, that's who I was. Chris Farley, about. yeah. Okay. Um, and one day we're going to lunch. He goes, "What are you doing this weekend?" I go, "Oh man, I got to go out and find an apartment." And he goes, "Why rent when you can own?" I'm like, "Dude, you haven't seen my W uh, twos. I can tell you <laughs> why I, I'm, I'm not, you know." And so I, I needed a little bit of help from my parents and 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 so forth. Um, but he, that afternoon, he drove me down. I don't think they're still in existence, Trend Homes. And we went down, and I put a couple hundred bucks down on earnest money. And they built the home from the ground up. So seven, eight, nine months later, I owned my own home. And I had that experience. I sold the home within 12 months, and I put $10,000 in my pocket. And that it just changed my life because it took that one piece of real estate. I wasn't crying about the market. I wasn't crying about interest rates. I'm like, well, I can piss away all my money renting or Mark's telling me I can build equity and I can start building my future in real estate. And I mean, this is, that's why I'm here. It's why, that's why I'm a freaking podcast host. Yeah. Right. And a a good looking one at that. (laughs) You keep telling yourself that, buddy. I know. So, so with that, as you know, and one of the things that we do, and I think it's very unique, is our approach to sellers. Um, you talked about how you, when you bought your first investment property, uh, you had to put 25% down. What we like to tell people, if you are in the market to buy, if you own a home and you're in the market to buy another home, we naturally think that the natural process is sell home A to go buy home number B. Well, when you go buy home number B, you don't have to put 25% no. down right? You're going to either put probably 5% down. Keep home A and turn that into an income producing property. That's what Mark didn't teach me. And that's why I didn't, I sold home number A because I went and bought home number B. God, if I still had that $87,500 home today and the five other homes that I sold on my journey because nobody grabbed me by the ears and said, dude, do not sell. Hang on. Hold, 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 hold. Yeah, and I think that's uh, a, a good point to say that don't don't go after your forever home until later down the road after you've you've accomplished your goals on how many properties you want to get. Uh, when you're when you're young and you're trying to or or when you're trying to build wealth and 
and you know, build an investment portfolio, look at these properties as, hey, I'm going to live here for a year, and then I'm going to purchase another home to live in for a year, but they're all going to eventually be investment properties until you're ready, until you've completed that portfolio that you think, or at least you're, you're making enough funds to where you could buy investments with a large down payment, but play that game. Use those, mm-hmm. use those, uh, those, those guidelines and those rules for, to your advantage. 5% down is a beautiful thing with a primary interest rate. Well, like any game... If you want to be successful, you got to have the strategy. And what we specialize here uh, at the Real Estate 401k show in our team of real estate wealth managers alongside Justin, our resident lender, um, is helping you build that strategy, whatever it looks like. I, there is, I absolutely love it when our listeners text into the show and they just like, I just want to talk real estate. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk shop. I just want to talk strategy. How did you do it? Or this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want to do. What are your thoughts on that? We get, I get all, I take, have a lot of conversations every week. And if you'd like to have one of those conversations and just start talking strategy as far as building wealth in real estate, all you got to do is text the word boomer to 623 AZ Recon. That's boomer to 623 AZ Recon. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate 401k show. If you want more information on how to build wealth, click on the link or text us at 623-297-3266. That's 623-AZ-RECON. 